0: welcome to our final episode of the pig podcast here in 2021 i'm your host delaney howell we're releasing today's episode a little differently than our normal timeline usually we release them the first monday of the month but today you're in for a special treat because we're going to begin sharing some post swine survivability conference recaps welcome to all of our new listeners who may have found us at that conference which was held back at the end of October in Omaha, Nebraska. For those of you who missed it, you're in luck. Like I mentioned, over the next couple of months, we'll be bringing you recaps from the various speakers who spoke at the conference and share some of their major highlights. Today, we kick things off with two of the brains behind the conference. Well, as we start to get into a little bit of a post-conference recap today, we're joined by Dr. Joel DeRoushi, who is the State Swine Extension Specialist at Kansas State, and Dr. Jason Ross, Director of the Iowa Pork Industry Center. And both notably, you guys are professors of animal science. So this is right within your wheelhouse. And you both really put on a great conference last month talking about swine survivability. So Jason, I'll kick it over to you first. Tell us a little bit about the grant project leading up to the conference and how this conference really culminated all of the research that's been going on to this point.
1: Yeah, Delaney, it's great to be with you, and and great to have this conversation with you and Joel, and talk about the project and the conference and everything that's going on related to that area. The conference really, you know, was something that you know came to mind about three and a half years ago when we started putting together the project proposal with Joel and myself and about fifteen other investigators from K State, Iowa State, and Purdue, and as we thought about. You know, pulling a, together a large grant proposal, what would help make it the most meaningful project that it could be? And, and that's where the idea of a conference came into that as well. And so part of the, the grant that the emphasis was on creating new knowledge and distributing new knowledge around the area of improving pig survivability to the swine industry and influencers within the swine industry. And so, so, when we started thinking about the the research and generating you know conducting projects that are going to generate new ideas and new strategies, you know the team just thought having a conference part way through that would be a great way to start distributing some of the information that's coming out of the research programs that are involved with the grant, but also doing it in the middle of the grant would create opportunity to gather on that momentum. To you know, hopefully influence and shape the way we finish the project as well.
2: You know, really, I mean, ultimately the goal, and you've touched on it very well, was to bring together information generated as well as other information that's out there. And you know, I think of it as we've gotten done. You know, I'm not sure we should have called it a conference more than a. Probably more of a think tank type, you know, because it really was able to bring a lot of people in, industry experts and really get to the nuts and bolts of some discussion. While we did have some overarching, you know, bigger picture issues or discussion about swine survivability, ultimately you know there was a lot of comments and we i think we we're really pleased with some of the speakers that were able to get down to the slat level everyday type of management uh, routines employee training that that a lot of people could take information home on and that was ultimately our goal we wanted information we taken home and utilized and the other side is we always talked about too is if you're doing something that isn't impacting survivability but you're spending time and resources on we need to stop those things too we need to evolve and just because we adopted something maybe didn't mean it was helping so we tried to bring all those different perspectives together and and ultimately had a lot of really good discussion
0: yeah and the speakers at this conference were phenomenal, and I want to get into that a little bit more here, but just a couple of quick statistics first. this conference really was a great turnout, and it was supposed to be held in twenty twenty one but Of course, the pandemic had other uh thoughts in mind for us. but this conference that was held you know back in November had about four hundred and fifty registrants covering twenty nine states and five countries. And there were about 175 companies represented, which, you know, were all facets of the industry from wean to finish, fair to finish, research, nutrition. There were a lot of key stakeholders present at this event, including some of those really great speakers. Joel, Jason, you guys both served as MCs and helped really coordinate this entire conference. Talk to us about some of those speakers and some of the highlights that came out of the conference
2: you know, I think uh, as you look at some of the speakers, you know, they were, again, able to bring together a lot of, you know, nationally recognized businesses. Ultimately, you have to choose speakers that hopefully resonate with with the audience and and have some visibility. And yeah, everywhere from our genetic companies to, um, you know, nutrition service providers to certainly university speakers across multiple disciplines, those that are involved in employee training and and ultimately it was really exciting on the second day it was allowing a lot of our graduate students and even undergraduate students involved in the direct research talking about it. So yeah, it was, you know, being able to bring all those together and, and basically creating that interest. As you say, you know, 175 different companies representing a different interests in the pork industry, as well as many of those were producers themselves representing their company or business. And so they were able to contribute, and help bring ideas that, that helps. In this area,
1: yeah, I do. I think you know that was one of the things that I was really pleased with on the conference. I think Joel and the rest of the team were as well. Is just the breadth of the industry that was represented because I, you know that was one of the things that that I felt at the conference and shortly after. You know that it was just very well received. That attendants or attendees, registrants, when they left, they they left with a greater sense of purpose and trying to have an impact in this particular area of the of the pork industry and, and that was really what we wanted it to do that was the one of the primary focus of this conference was to help create action and that was some of the speakers actually that was the emphasis that they made was creating action and so that was that was great to see and and one of the things that that we saw as uh, we did a follow up survey that had a pretty, pretty good response as far as surveys go. And it was just an overwhelming positive response to the conference that that the attendees that were there felt like it was a great use of their time. And that's just, you know, what you want to see, right? That it was, that it was not only took a lot of time to prepare it and and get everything lined up so that it could be delivered and effective, but, but that it hit the target as we, as we wanted was, was great to see.
0: And we're going to be playing some of those, kind of recaps of each of the speakers. So we won't really dive too much into that to steal their thunder. But, you know, some of the big speakers that we heard from during this event included folks like Dr. Bill Christensen from PIC, we heard from quite a few different graduate students, uh, your co-worker there, Dr. Chris Rodemaker, of course, at Iowa State University, Dr. Justin Ransom of Tyson, you know, just a lot of really big players in the swine industry. But as you guys both think about moving the needle for swine survivability, swine livability, this project you've been working on now for over two years, one in three pigs doesn't make it to market. And that is a really daunting statistic that really was kind of a theme or or a common discussion we had at this conference. How do things like this conference you put together and some of the research you're working on, how does this move the needle towards resolving that problem?
2: One of the things I I think that came out to the conference and you raise a good point, how do we resolve and where do we move? you know a number of the of the people comment that they're going to really reevaluate their own internal R&D of how they approach this topic and really get focused on specific areas that can move the needle versus ones that you know may appear that should but the industry has struggled for years in those practices not to and, and one of the things in particular that came out was was really around the biosecurity side. Dr. Corrine Talbot, who is the Director of Animal Health at High Life there in, in Canada, and they have production in Canada and the U.S., her talk was very well received related to biosecurity of wean the wean to finish, and particularly in the finishing side. I think that's been one area in the U.S. that some producers, some do a very good job and some don't quite do it justice because if they're trying to justify the cost, the time, all the things that come into biosecurity of a, of a finishing barn. And as I, you know, had conversations, as we look at some of the wrap up, that was certainly a common theme because the data is also very clear that once we have more breaks in a finishing barn of certain diseases. That passes to the nursery, and then there's certainly evidence that uh, the nursery pathogen disease load or challenges is a good is a potential really good predictor of what could happen back at the sow farm. And so, instead of always thinking about the flow through from sows to finish, we need to really be thinking about the other way from the packing house all the way back to the to the sow farm. And I think that information really resonated well. And I think that's going to be one particular area, at least for a number of swine production systems, are really going to reevaluate their efforts and how they view wean to finish biosecurity.
1: Yeah, I would agree with Joel. I think that that's one of the things that, you know, some of the feedback we we got is that that's an important area. It's an area that I think in the industry is has been changing and is is getting momentum to change too, just the entire biosecurity area, particularly around wean to finish and biosecurity. I think most sow farms in the US have pretty strong biosecurity protocols in place, but that's an area that's that's really growing in my opinion, I think, and is the wean to finish biosecurity. And I think there was some more momentum gathered as a result of of the meeting and of the conference and the discussion around its influence on mortality. So I would echo echo that from Joel as well. And I think it's just, you know, one of the other things as well, you know, that I, that I really appreciated from the meeting is, you know, when you have all these partners and producers of pork that are gathered together, you know, and some of them are com- competitors or organizations that compete against each other to produce pork more efficiently. And one of the great things about this particular effort is that improving pig livability is considered really a non-compete area between all these organizations. And it's one of the things that everybody in the industry is really pulling on together to try to get the best solutions. And I think that was another outcome of the conference was just getting more synergy within the industry, partnered with academic units and and universities across the US, as well as allied industry partners to be much more synergistic in our approach to help solve some of the problems around big livability.
0: And now that we're a little bit past the conference here, we've started collecting, I think, as you mentioned, Jason, started collecting a lot of feedback from those folks that were at the events and starting to get their feelings about the recap of it. What thoughts and things did you hear from people that were at the event this year? Anything that was noteworthy to you?
1: You know, one of the things that I think came up repeatedly was just, have you had this conference before, right? I think a lot of people were really seeing that there was value in it. So by the end of the first day and the beginning of the next day, you know, people started to ask more questions about the the grant, right? So there were some people at the at the conference that, that didn't necessarily fully comprehend that that was part of a national pork board and foundation for food and agriculture research funded grant project that was really why the conference was happening. And so that was some of the things that the conversation that that I heard was you know when's the next one going to be are you going to continue to have additional conferences around this topic and just because there was a lot of energy around the the conference so I think that's one of the things that you know we've got to come back as a team and figure out how do we continue to to build on this momentum that was pretty evident at the at the conference and so I think that's something we have to think about how do we continue to grow this area and keep the communication and keep the the collaboration around this going.
2: Yeah, and and I think that's you know one of the things is because once you have a very visible event like this conference that this many people attended, Jason's exactly right, didn't maybe didn't recognize the officialness of the of the project and all the other things that are going on, but they've certainly learned about that now. You know, we have an advisory council that's industry based from some of our large and small uh, producers and and they've been giving us feedback for going on three years in terms of applied research. And and actually here in, in December, we have another meeting with that group to kind of help us with some potential next steps. And, and so I think part of it, too, is understanding that, yeah, the conference is one thing, but all of the applied research that's been going on, the the dozens and dozens of, of students that have been trained that are now going to that as they learn more about this as an industry issue, we're directly attached as they go out into the workforce, working for producers and allied industry. And and really what's next, you know, I mean, they were asking about when's the next conference, but we just view all this work as part of that industry partnership. Jason shared at the, at the conference, you know, the, the multitude of commercial operations that have been involved in our applied research. And again, and we had one come up and, Basically question why they were never asked to be part of it, which was a valid point. It also a nice compliment that people were wanting to be involved. And I don't know how many messages I've had since the, the conference as well, just directly. Hey, where can we have a place where, you know, whether they have nutritional services or, or potential facilities. And so I think it's a good industry involvement. And, and honestly, this isn't just Purdue, Iowa State and K State. This is. Maybe where it spills into a lot of other academic uh, institutions as well as we look at, you know, the U.S. and certainly this is a global issue, but how we look at partnering with our commercial operations. Because uh, oftentimes they don't have the, uh, Ability to help collect all the data, analyze all the data, that's where the student side becomes so valuable for them to kind of help give them a lift with some of that when they have the facilities. And so I see that as a big next step that the industry was wanting and also see where we can continue to, to harness those resources and work together.
0: Yeah. And I think really the energy at the conference was really high level. A lot of people were sharing, a lot of speakers were sharing take-home messages or, you know, here are things you can implement. Here are things you can change right away. Ryan Ketchum really stuck out to me as giving us specific items, action items, if you will. And I think a lot of the discussion that we had in some of the breakouts was really great because a lot of folks shared their input. And so, you know, when you're at a conference like this, you're feeding off of the energy, you're feeding off of what other people are sharing then you get home and you start to digest it all. And then you lose some of that momentum. So how do we continue to build that momentum and, and keep that moving the needle forward?
1: You made the comment about the energy, Delaney. That was one of the things that that I gathered, too, from the students. And Joel brought up the students, their progress reports and their research reports that they gave. And the other thing that happened after those student reports and and presentations was kind of open discussion. And there was just so much open discussion. I'll be honest, when we were setting up the agenda, I was asking myself, is this is an hour too much time, right? We're setting aside an hour for open discussion after some of these talks. And I've never been to a conference before. I don't know if you have Joel or Delaney, but where where there's an hour in the middle of a morning session for open forum discussion with 100, 150 people, maybe 200 people in the room. That was probably some of the most insightful minutes of the entire conference was the back and forth and the dialogue and, and people offering up their information and observations and then others commenting on that and offering their perspective on it. I thought that was probably some of the most influential pieces because all the graduate students that were in the room seeing, you know, industry representatives share ideas like that. And then they're taking it back and thinking about how can, how is this going to form and affect the next project that we do at, at uh, K-State or Iowa State or Purdue. And so that was a great thing. And then the other thing too, I would say on, on the energy and just kind of the perspective was one of the things that just really caught me was when at the end of the first day, Noel Williams, who's one of the great thinkers, I think, in our industry, shared what he thought were the highlights of the day. And it was just, I thought, a remarkable recap of all the things that we should be thinking about that, that all the different speakers brought to the table. And I think that's what I would encourage folks that go back and, and watch presentations later is to watch that that summary and those those highlights. And then Noel and Mike Tokash did the same thing on the second day. And I think that was also a, a great highlight of all the things that were covered in the meeting and in the conference that we should be uh carrying our focus forward on.
2: That's exactly right. And I think the biggest thing then too is how you know back to how do we keep it going forward you know it's back to communication you know we all get very busy in our daily lives of within our business or our university or the students and you know if as we look at that overarching it's back to staying engaged you know we we plan to you know all the attendees and we have a very big database of people that have signed up for information Related to this project, and so they'll get, they get the latest information. We have new fact sheets, new research summaries. The one thing for all the listeners that that weren't at the conference, we will be posting all the presentations from the conference, so people can all have that information that that was presented. And and in particular, if if people that were at the conference want to go back and re-listen to some of that direct information, we're going to have all that out there. And so I think. Part of the that energy and momentum is, is continued conversation for those that want to certainly stay engaged and be involved is, you know, staying connected, talking about next steps together and ultimately developing action items together because there's the bigger picture, right? I mean, there's 450 people, you know, we're going to, it's going to take the, you're going to take smaller personal relationships and those that develop that are really going to have the impact going forward. And then we can see about, do we have another large conference or is it smaller ones, smaller, more focused sessions or getting people together in specific areas? And so those are all things to be worked out. And those are things that we'll help figure out based on what the industry wants.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get to that here in just a moment, talking about where folks can find those resources, which I believe dropped today as the podcast is airing today. But kind of a wrap-up question for each of you before we get to that point. You know, one of the other big topics was not only survivability, but also sustainability, which is a little bit of a buzzword in the industry and can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people, but a lot of speakers touched on that during the conference. And more specifically, Dr. Kaysen mentioned that the next conference could be on sustainability. Do you guys see that in the future? And how does this grant, you know, once your five years are up, where do you go from here?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Dr. Kaysen from the National Pork Board touched on that uh, in his presentation, you're right, Delaney. And it was, he did a tremendous job I think in painting the picture of, of a sustainable pork industry and the importance and then the role of efficiency. And so, you know, when you look at production efficiencies, that's one of the the major influencers of uh, reducing environmental footprint per pound of product that's produced is becoming more efficient. And so producers recognizing that, that the more efficient we are and, and getting animals that are born to to their ultimate destination right which is a nutritious healthy food product to provide protein to a growing global population we've got to continue getting better at improving our efficiency in that and one of the areas that this that the industry can improve efficiency is through improving survivability and the health of the herd and so that's i think i think he he might be right on there right that it's that as we grow the effort here, that there's other components of sustainability as well, right? There's the environmental aspects, there's the people aspects that that are all part of the picture. But the pig is an important aspect of of a sustainable production system, and and having efficiency in production and minimizing losses, particularly those losses around about around pig survival, is going to be a key piece of developing and improving sustainability.
2: And I think when it comes to sustainability, you know. Sometimes you're exactly right. I mean, people have a, sometimes a hard time. What does it mean, right? Or is it just a buzzword that's supposed to sound good? And, and the reality is, I think, as as our history has evolved, you know, sustainability isn't used as a punchline, probably like it maybe was four or five years ago, right? It's just a buzz term. You know, people truly are invested in it because they recognize that that is a meaningful way to term how we make our operations socially acceptable financially acceptable for producers, and and offer the next generation a return back to that family operation, or to start a new swine business, you know, by putting up where they start themselves or they put up, you know, wean to finish barns and, and rent them to another producer. And so certainly the we care principles of the National Pork Board, it's a solid foundation within it. Pork boards committed to sustainability. They've been doing a lot on the agronomy and, uh, you know, kind of the, the environmental side. Sustainability is certainly going to continue to be a focus of other areas. And, and again, pig survivability and the ability to produce more pork with the with the the resources that are in a barn is is part of sustainability and so this just naturally fits into that and certainly we feel that while this is set up on a 5 year project you know we'll look to see how this topic fits with the longer term goals and the funding of our US pork producers through the pork board in the in in the entire um, sustainability area
1: yeah i would just add to that you know One of the things that, you know, Joel brought up the idea that sustainability is, is kind of a buzzword now more so than it has been in recent decades. But I think when you start defining it as it with, with having increased productivity with a reduced environmental footprint and utilizing fewer resources, pork producers across the United States have been becoming more and more sustainable. The industry has, be, has been becoming more sustainable the last 50, 60 years than than many other industries. And, you know, they've just made tremendous improvements in the last 50 years with producing more pork while using fewer inputs and having a smaller carbon footprint. And so I think that's a a story that don't want to let that go either, right? Or let that not be known that, you know, the industry's made substantial strides in in the area of sustainability before people started calling it sustainability. And, you know, while there's still area for improvement and growth, you know, I just think that the industry our, or the swine industry in particular is one of those that will really embrace that and continue to make significant improvements in the coming years.
0: Absolutely. Jason, Joel, as we wrap up our time together here, Joel, you mentioned that there are some resources that will be available for folks that were both at the conference and not at the conference if they want to catch up on things. All of the sessions were recorded. So folks will be able to watch those videos. Share with us how people can find them.
2: Yeah, so the project hosts a a website. It's at piglivability.org. And on that site, we have all of our resources for the entire project. There is a specific area of the conference itself, and we will be creating those videos and and the content. Uh, Since they've been recorded, we're going through that process right now to get them split apart, getting them by speaker and and their information. So, But again, our website, piglivability.org is really a clearinghouse of all of our information. There's a lot of fact sheets. There's a lot of other short information on the research with a voiceover kind of in a podcast type form with the actual PowerPoint. A lot of information on that particular website. And again, this is where we'll house and, and put all the information from the conference information.
1: I would just add to that too, you know, there is, a, there is a spot on that website that you can add in your email address if you want to get updates and connected to, you know, when information, additional information is added or when we're, you know, have hosting or doing different things. We can make sure that people get that information more quickly if they sign up on that website.
0: Again, those presentations will be released today and can be found at piglivability.org. But don't forget, I'll also be bringing you some of those condensed versions of the highlights speakers had to share, which will be available over the next few months right here or wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episode. Until next time, I'm your host Delaney Howell, and this has been the PigX Podcast.
2: Pig X is a national podcast hosted by the Pig Livability Project Partners at Iowa State University, Kansas State University, and Purdue, and supported by the Iowa Pork Industry Center. For more information on the project, head to www.piglivability.org, or to inquire directly with questions regarding the project, email ipic at iastate.edu. X Ideas in the swine industry worth sharing.